Hello, welcome to What's the Tea? I am Arja the Edgy. I'm Nick Jew. Um, what's up? I don't know. You tell me. Uh, what doesn't make any goddamn sense? <sighs> what does not make any goddamn sense? You any know, goddamn sense. You know, I had kind of a peaceful week. It didn't really, uh, you know. Really? I know. Mercury just turned retrograde today i did get that alert while i was at a work function last night and i was just like i was standing outside and i was like oh my god well thank <laughs> god it's happening now well so i you know i always tell y'all be aware not necessarily yep. beware and usually they tell you not to like sign contracts or whatever but i feel like Life has to go on regardless of what astrological phenomenon is occurring. So just, As does my heart. Right. Uh, it, my heart will go the fuck on, okay? Um, so just, like, be careful, read, and then reread, and then read it again, and then, like, just watch context and don't take things Personally, is my advice during this particular retrograde. Yeah. I mean, I'm not signing shit. <laughs> you might have to. <laughs> um, I'm not signing shit. I think that, like, the shadow period is, is worse for all that shit. For, you know. Wait, you said what period is the, worse? The shadow period, like, right before and right after. Oh, God, so I can't sign nothing for two months? <laughs> no. I think you're fine. I think if you just just read the contract. And, like, like today, I normally go through my work very quickly. And I've been noticing lately a lot of mistakes. Like, somebody emailed me something that I messed up. I'm like, you know what? I don't have a crazy busy day today. Excuse me. So I'm going to just take my work day very slowly and be really meticulous about my work and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. I think Great. We'll be, I think everyone will be okay. Obviously, we're always going to be okay. I just, I think that, like, be very careful not to take things so personally would be my advice. Well, I was going to do that anyway because that's just how I am. <laughs> Because that is just how, oh, trust me, I don't know if it's a seasonal depression showed up a little early, but this weekend I definitely was like, you're, you're ugly, you're stupid, everyone I mean, hates it is, you. I mean, it's always a season, so you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Everyone hates you, like. <laughs> everybody, just worthless, meaningless, right. nobody cares. Lazy, yep. stupid, and unconcerned. And unconcerned. <laughs> That's all marijuana does. Uh, what's the tea? Um, uh, anything, not, anything new and exciting in your life? Not really. Uh -huh. I um. What'd you do yesterday? What did I do yesterday? I played <laughs> Don't tennis. do this. Don't do this. <laughs> I played tennis. Uh huh. Um. I picked up my laundry, hmm. uh, and then I went to a work function. Oh, what kind of what for what job? Uh, well, it's so when you're a professional actor, it's kind of weird because it's like, you know, 
essentially it's like your company gets downsized every time a show is over it's just like okay well the company the company you're all fired you're you're all fucking fired have a great day right um and you know sometimes or always actually uh when you're not in the middle of a global fucking pandemic you know when the last day of work is and you can prepare and you have to clean out your dressing room and all that other stuff and you write thank you cards to people that you don't even really like. Um, <laughs> you gotta I don't do that. A, you got to hug a bunch of niggas you would sock in the mouth. <laughs> um, a whole bunch of other fucking fake ass bullshit. Uh, but the the last, or I guess I've done a few plays since then. So but the, the last play I did before the pandemic that, get, that got interrupted, we didn't really have uh, a closing night anything. So it was nice to see some folks from from that job. Um, and we just had like a little work get together to just be like, hey, how's it going? Good to see you. Oh, we won the Tony for best play. Right. Um, well, the Tonys, nice... the Tonys were last night and the show yeah. that you were in won four of the Tonys. We did. We did win four. We Two win acting four awards, the writing and the best play. Yeah, so director, uh, best play, uh, best actor, and best featured actress. You know, no big, um, de- no big deal. No, no tiny deal. Just, just like, no, I'm sorry. It is a tiny deal. No big deal. Super, super, not a whatever. Just regular, regular Sunday things. I mean, doesn't everybody's Broadway debut get them a best play, Tony? I don't and, understand. And not to mention a shout I can't, out. I can't relate. I can't relate from, <laughs> Steve, from Stephen Daldry. I can't. Yeah, I, a shout out from that. the director while he was receiving his Tony. I mean, but he has four of those shit, so he doesn't, you know, he's just, like, fucking phoning that shit in by now. Um, I mean, he, but, uh, he didn't phone it in too long to not mention you and the other no, gentlemen. he did not. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a fascinating turn of the weekend. And then it's, it's like, so a friend of the show and my real-life enemy, Thomas. <laughs> 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 ah. uh, uh, likes to make a lot of jokes about you uh, being famous. Uh, something to that extent, uh, and it is still a very odd experience to like have people forwarding you press releases with your face on it. Mm-hmm. Well, because something else happened, which we'll get to after we talk about the Tonys. Uh, so it's been a. It's been an, it's been an odd weekend. Uh, also, my grandfather got remarried on Saturday. What? So. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting and wonderful and hopeful and very beautiful. Oh, that gives me all kinds of really good feelings, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's been it's been an it's been an odd. 96 hours it's been an odd year and a half it's been an odd 34 years honestly yeah, yeah. it's like as soon as oh, i came oh, out the, as soon as i came out the uterus it was just like oh this is weird this shit has been hectic and chaotic that's suspicious <laughs> um so in so i'm gonna ask some questions and say some things like i don't know but this is for the listening audience so yesterday were were the the tony awards which are the american theater wing and broadway league awards for 
the season of Broadway. They did not have a Tony's last year, which, um, so these are the, tw- the 2020 Tony Awards, I guess. Uh, or are we just skipping sure. here? I think these are the, yeah, the 20, like we call it the 2021 Tony's. Right, <laughs> right. Um, so I was super disappointed that they didn't do anything last year. Like, and, and by that time, people were already doing virtual shows and whatever, like Black Broadway. Had well, they did the Antonios. The Antonios. The, yeah. That Black, the Broadway League actually, like, funded. Which was incredible. And the, and instead, in that time slot, they aired, like, Wizard of Oz or some shit. I'm like, y'all could have done yeah. fucking something. Like, terrible. So then this year, recently, Broadway had its opening night a week ago a week and a half ago i think so um it was announced in august i believe that broadway would be back on like september 16th or something i feel many ways about it like on the one hand bitch me too the fuck right right like on the one hand i'm very glad for my friends to be back at work i think out of all the the institutions that are back this one is taking its safety protocols extremely seriously because of the nature of the of the theatrical experience and how close the audience members are to the performers. Um, so, like, you know, a lot of venues in D.C., including Capital One Arena or Verizon, if you've been here for a while, where the Wizards play, they are requiring proof of vaccine to enter. So all the theaters on Broadway are also requiring proof of vaccine and masks. And I think what makes it more successful in the theater environment is because if they don't let you bring food or drinks in the theater, then they can assure people keep their masks on. So I don't know what they're doing about concessions because that would kind of suck for those people not to be able to make their monies. Yeah. But if they're being thorough about vaccine or tests, then they're doing the best that they can. Personally, do I want to be thigh to thigh and shoulder to shoulder with a stranger? <laughs> you said a, thigh to thigh. My goodness. Baby, some of us. Uh, when, well, <laughs> those seats at Manhattan Theater Club are very, very, very close. Very teensy. Um, With a stranger for two hours in 100-year-old, not well-ventilated spaces, not really. But I understand that other people are okay with that. Did you, there was some, I don't remember what theater it was, but the seats were so close to the front that somebody had the caucasity to put their feet up on the stage. Baby. I was like, this is what we will not be doing. Right. And just overall, I have issues with people acting like the pandemic is over. And, and the, the pandemic isn't over just, just because you're over, over it. it. Um, but for me, for, for me, for Nicole, I'm not talking about nobody, but me. Okay. And I'm not judging anybody's decision one way or another. I feel like the whole Broadway back thing, it's still too raw, too new, too soon. People died like in the community, uh, people, people didn't have monies for 18 months. Like their unemployment didn't kick in they got people paid still for like haven't two gotten weeks. paid for jobs right right like and then overall there's a huge reckoning 
that is happening in not just those blocks that we consider Broadway, but American theater at large about inclusionary things like looking at the percentage of black board members on, on theaters in theaters all over the country, looking at the percentage of Latin writers, director, like the woman who's doing, um, is it a revival? I don't know what technically makes something a revival for colored girls is going to be the very first black Brown, woman yeah. who is directing slash choreographing. Now, there have been black women women who have done one or the other, but she's the for- first to do both. What is this, like 71 years that this institution has been like recognizing things and, and this is the first fucking time? I mean, to be fair, it is a niche. It's it's a niche job. Like I think, I mean, it used to happen. It used to happen very frequently before they allowed black women to do anything except that's what so I was, that soft was, drinks. That, that's the point that I was gonna make. Like it wasn't unheard of in the genesis of this. Yeah, like Jerry Zaks and obviously Casey Nicola does it a lot. But now, especially because it's like we want to spread the table and make the table as wide as possible. It's very rare uh, that musicals will be directed by. Uh, will be directed and choreographed by the same person but for colored girls is like a unique niche of a a choreo chore- i was like it's not even a play but it's a unique theatrical experience that makes that makes space for a director choreographer to do it and they actually reached out to casey nicola to be the director choreographer mm-hmm. but he was unavailable i'm just kidding there's no <laughs> fucking way <laughs> uh but yeah but Cam- camille who also famously choreographed choir boy and a whole bunch of amazing other fucking things she's gonna kick ass but yeah they're still they're still first happening on broadway but even if we divide that there still haven't been a ton of black women directing or choreographing uh, very, very few directors. Uh, my friend, uh, a person I've worked with. Um, I'm being whatever. intentional about that distinction this year. Yes, as well. but I would actually, I would actually call her a friend. Um, my friend Liesel, who oh, also yes. directed Respect, she was the first Black woman nominated for a Tony for directing when she directed Eclipse. But yeah, no, it's it's very it's it's it's. There are more now, like uh, a director by the name of Whitney White, whose name, if people don't know, we'll start to hear a bunch of very, very soon. She's on the short list of that. That'll happen for her very soon. But yeah, like it's still, we're still very behind. We're still very, very behind. And there was a a young woman who was in, Lord, I'm going to say the wrong play, but she uses a wheelchair. Oh, yes. Allie Stroker. Yeah. Yeah. Who won a Tony for Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I don't, I, I always mix up Oklahoma and Annie Get Your Gun. Well, she played Ada Annie. So in that Oklahoma, is, yes. Yes, which is reasonable for you <laughs> yes. to get that confused. Also, I get that confused as well. Yes, yes. Um, but you know, there's just like not a lot of trans representation. There's not a lot of size diversity. Uh, you know, like, for me, seeing a show like Come From Away was super emotional for me because you got to see people of all ages and sizes and races and all of that, which is kind of like for theater, theater to me, um, 
can be so much more diverse than film and television. But I feel like in the recent years, film and television has kind of surpassed theater in that way. Like we've like there's been one black Elphaba. Yeah, and now there's a finally a black Glinda. But no plus size woman has been a lead in Hamilton in any of these tours, I don't think. Oh, are we talking about it today? Yes, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> we're going to talk about it. Uh, and the fact that you could do this race blind casting, but not gender blind in Hamilton. So even in the most progressive space, in the most progressive productions, there's still a long fucking way to go. And 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 the institution has been called out and called in. And so, I would say like, the majority of the, the bigger companies across the country have kind of been like, cool, we're here, we, 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 we heard you, let's try to do something about it. But I, I don't know that the blocks that we're referring to as Broadway have done as much. But then, so now every new play being produced on Broadway this season is by a black playwright. So far. So far. Praise the Lord. That's progress. But then like, it is progress, but they're programming them first. They're programming them for shorter runs. Exactly. Everyone's writing articles about how the ticket sales are slow. Because the narrative it's in a motherfucking pandemic. The, the narrative is funky to me. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, whenever something happens, it's blame the black people. Like we, tr- the, we tried to put y'all little plays and did nobody want to come see him. The narrative is funky to me. To me as well. But again... People have been out of work for a really long time. I heard this very great piece on The Daily about Six, the musical. Uh, What did they say? Because, so, uh, Six, quickly, is a pop musical about the six wives of Henry VIII. It's really fantastic. I think that they model each wife after certain pop stars. I haven't listened to it enough to tell you all of them, but you know, when you see it, when you hear it, you're like, oh, this is certainly Beyonce. Um, did really well. Like there was a cast album before there was even a play. Well, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Cause it was a, it was a concept, yeah. Yeah, like Edinburgh, I wanna say. Well, yes, and then it went to the West End. Yes. They were, it was actually, they were across the street from us uh, in in London. In London. And then, like, came here, uh, Chicago, uh, Canada somewhere, has a cult following. They said because of TikTok, they reached the younger generation, which is how you get people to sell out tickets, sort of. Uh, and then uh, it got really popular on TikTok before it even opened. Great, wonderful, whatever. But they were set to open the day Broadway closed, which is super unfortunate. Like the governor had announced that the theaters were to close at seven o'clock that night, which is basically a half hour before most shows uh, start on a weeknight, but their show happened to start at 6.30 that night. So the producer was like, you have to either push it to another day or move it to five o'clock because I've got a show smack dab in the middle of this. So then the governor came and, and moved it to five o'clock and they never got to open. And their reviews were already written. 
Yes, yes. Because they're the way that you know reviews work in New York, or I should say, well, yeah, in New York, is that the press come during previews, right. so that all the reviews come out on opening night. Right. So you can sell tickets. Exactly. So they were profiling that show specifically and talking to some of the performers because people were like, well, what are we going to do? Because everybody at first was like, oh, it'll just be a few weeks. And then it turned into a few months. And then people were like having to leave New York because they couldn't afford to stay. They weren't getting paid. Like, yeah. So, you know, that's the, those. And they were talking about them being back at rehearsal and how like some of it is muscle memory, but a lot of it is not, you know, and how difficult it is. And, Absolutely. After all what we've been through, like you just have to come back to work and act like it didn't happen. But that's one thing I love about show people. We're always going to hold space for each other and our feelings and all that. And so it sounds like the company, like one person was saying how as grateful as they were for the opportunity the first time around, everyone feels like a thousand percent more grateful this time around. Absolutely. And, you know, like the pandemic did a lot of crazy things to people's feelings around performance and comfort. And we were I was talking about this today um, because <laughs> literally I feel like I lived an episode of Smash. Like I went to the Tonys <laughs> or, I, you know, the show I was in won a Tony. And then I went to rehearsal for a workshop of a new musical that they're trying to produce on Broadway. Right. Literally the next morning. Um, crazy, but it is, it is, it's mad and crazy, but it, it just, it, we were talking about like how it felt to be as busy as we were before March 11th and how it felt like we were like in our flow when we were as engaged and occupied as we used to be. And now it's like, I'm doing too much. Wait a minute. Uh, uh-uh. uh, I can't, uh, uh-uh. uh, I can't, I can't do, why are we doing eight shows a week? Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Why are we doing th- what what what? So it, it's it's gonna be a bit of an adjustment to feel like things have reached equilibrium because no- normal didn't work. Yeah. Um, normal doesn't exist. Normal is a fallacy. So I'm rejecting the use of that word. But it's gonna take us a while to feel like we have reached a new equilibrium. Most for sure. Most certainly. Um, And one of my favorite clips uh, that they showed in the montage in the beginning of the Tonys, as well as they played on on the daily, the the first, one of the first shows to open back up was Wicked, which if you don't know me, you have to know I fucking love Wicked. It's my jam. Uh, The first, in the very beginning of the show, Glinda is like, it's good to see me, isn't it? And, and getting to do that in front of an audience for the first time in two years, I'm sure. And there was like a huge ovation for for her. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, so the, so the Tonys happened. I want to talk about just a few of the winners. Um, so I was planning on seeing a gang of these shows in our annual Broadway binge. We were, that happened to be planned for the week after Broadway shut down. So I didn't get to see any of this shit except for the one thing that I saw on bootleg. What did you say on bootleg? Tell me off mic, tell me off mic. Jagged Little Pill, it's fine. I saw Jagged Little Pill on bootleg, which I fucking loved. Um, So most notably, there was a character where only one person was nominated, a category. Uh, Yeah. 
How the fuck wasn't it enough men to nominate for musicals? I think they should have. Uh, I mean, now that it's over, they should have moved Daniel Watts to leading actor for Tina. Oh yeah. But you know the way that so, a, a way that a lot of musicals work is like musicals don't really open until the spring because they like get that you open in February, okay. you start previews in February, open late into the season, so that like by you you hit that like April, May, June stride, and you really belting out that shit when the voters come. So like thinking about what was supposed to open. Um, I don't know if there were male leads in Sing Street, but certainly six. It ain't no, it ain't, ain't no, no man in Sing Street. Not no a man one. Six. Not a one. It, there's no male lead in Carolina Change. Nope. Well, the no, nope. It's a featured no. part, and it's yeah, not even it's really that. Well, the dad, yeah. the dad, girl, the dad. No, the dad Maybe. is significant, and I think because. When I was in the production, the, the Ryan was so fucking great and heartbreaking and wonderful that he stood out to me. Sure, I mean, yes, and Ryan is also incredible. Yes. Um, but yeah, there, there. I'm, I'm just thinking about what other shows were supposed to open but didn't. Um, Ain't too proud, but that's like an ensemble piece. That show been open, girl. That show oh, that's right. one is that's that right. show one is Tony's life. I'm, oh, I'm all in the wrong season. <laughs> I was just thinking about the stuff that we were gonna see. I know, but um, I, don't, I don't know what was new. Did Beetle, Beetlejuice was let, let two years ago? Two years, yeah. Alex, I think Alex won. Yeah, or SpongeBob happened. Yes, definitely. People no. loved SpongeBob. No shade. I probably would have too. Yeah. Oh, maybe Diana. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was definitely a male lead in Diana. But yeah, he so they had to vote, and he just had to get like 56% of the vote. And obviously, 60. 63 or some shit, right? Otherwise, it would have gone to nobody, and, and they, he, weren't, they weren't going to do that. Right, and he won. <laughs> David Allen Greer won his first Tony for a soldier's play. Blair sure Underwood, did. also nominated, but did not With win. With his fine ass. Ooh, no, ooh. he lost to... Some white man, I think his name is Andrew Burn. I forget. And I forget what play. He, I, I forget he what play in he was in. This play that you were in. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like to refer to the Tonys as the night that the celebrities get to hang out with the real actors. Yeah, that would Jake where Jake Gyllenhaal right. gets to sit next to my my friend Shalia. We went to undergrad together. Right. Mary Louise Parker won, but this is like her second win and fourth nomination, so I won't call her a celebrity. She she's an actor. Mm-hmm. And it's pronounced he- Jaquina, Mary, not Wakina. <laughs> you know, we, we, <laughs> she was. She also called her children very attractive, which was so odd to me. So odd. And you know those speeches, they're going to give it to you because as political as other award shows are, the people who are winning acting awards at the very least are not like filthy rich people like the producers and all that other stuff. So the actors, especially if it's their first time, they're going to give it to you. And the young woman who won for Jagged Little Pill, she was like, "Mm, y'all still got some work to do. Yeah. I mean... Did she lie? Did not lie. And Adrian Warren, who I fell in love with when I saw um, another show whose name I can never remember and always... Shuffle Along. Child, you know I want to call that Smokey Joe's Cafe every time. I know you do. Every I know you do. time. 
shuffle along. I fell in love with her. She won her first Tony for Tina the musical, which that was on our list, and I'm so sad about first that. of first of many Tonys. Yeah, she's incredible, but she was one of the only people, if I recall, to acknowledge uh, the land that that the awards were taking place on, the stolen land. Yep. Also, uh, Broadway Advocacy Coalition started by Adrian Amber Iman, who's in my show Goddess, and Britton, who was in my first musical in the city. Like, they got a special Tony for yes. all of the advocacy work they've been helping to uh, foster and curate over the last five years when they started during Shuffle Along, actually. Um, so that was, yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But you were talking about other winners. So Adrian and, and Moulin Rouge won hella shit, which I didn't see and I don't want to see. And ten, I'm, I'm fine with that. It yeah. doesn't make me want to see it anymore. I was happy my <laughs> friend Sonia won for choreography. Yes, and she also had some really. I just pulled up her website. Um, she had some really amazing things to say about diversity and inclusion. It's true. Yeah, I mean, and as her, I mean, her dance company is like. You know, she, she 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 said a similar thing that Rihanna said after her Fenty fashion show. It's like there's no such thing as enough representation. Yes, Hallelujah. there's always gonna be there's always gonna be somebody who's not seen, and it's my job to make sure that like whatever whenever I have a chance, I'm doing more. And I love Sonia for that. And she's just like a beautiful choreographer who choreographs at people's bodies, and that. she hires dancers of all types and shapes and sizes and makes everybody look fucking fantastic. So big ups. And Diablo Cody won for a book for Jagged Little Pill, who you yeah. all may know from Juno. Mm-hmm. Well, Elliot and them. Elliot and them. Um, and then this one, like, composer man, he must not be vaccinated because he won, like, faux awards and he was not there. I think he was British. They can't come here? I just think he didn't want to. That was my other thing, too. I was like, either he's not vaccinated or he's not from this country. Well, because Paul, Paul Hilton, who was in The Inheritance, who I, I'm happy for David Allen Greer, but I thought Paul was absolutely winning that award. Paul was like, I'm not coming. I'm not, I'm not coming to New York for three days. Right. This, no, fuck no. Right. Absolutely no, I, I not. I feel that. I feel the fuck out of that. So at first I was like, oh my God, I'm so nervous. I don't know how I feel about this. And Audrey, the beautiful, wonderful Audrey McDonald who hosted um, let us know that everybody there was vaccinated and masked and talked about the importance of those two things together. Mm-hmm. And then the best part of the night for me was Miss Shirley Ralph looking fan-fucking-tastic who uh, made the very wonderful distinction about dream girls having uh, visibly black performers. <laughs> she said, she said, I know guacamole is extra at Chipotle, but baby, check me. Visibly black, Okay. She said, "None of this light skin Dina Dina Jones business." <laughs> we not we not doing um, what the movie called girl? I'm about to call it West Side Story, but that one too. In uh, the Heights. Yes. <laughs> You're fucking. But we're not doing and, and, In the Heights. And did you hear what Matthew said about Latina people of all shades? Yep. Mm-hmm. 
I did realize, you know, I did also clock that everybody was very, very quiet mm-hmm. about what was going on uh, with the folks who share an island with the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. But that's none of my business. But congratulations to you. Uh, questions that I know the answers to that I'm going to ask. Do you get a statue? No. Don't don't say it like that. I'm asking what the people want to know. I know. I'm saying. I'm being a good journalist. I'm I'm shocked and disappointed. (laughs) Uh, Technically, technically, our produce. So the award, the the award is actually not for the actor. Of course. The award is for the playwright and the producers. Now the lead producers automatically get uh, a trophy, a statue, whatever the fuck, a spinny little thing. Right. If you were a co-producer or an associate producer, you can fill out a form to apply for one, but you got to pay $3,000. To get the award that you won? For already having to raise money to produce a show in the first place. Yes, you do. uh, It's a scam. It's a scam. It's a scam. I actually wonder, is Sean King in charge of producing the (laughs) Tonys? No, they were too good. (laughs) Uh, what what, what other, other other Tony Award winning questions that now I can answer? Do you get to put that on your resume, Tony Award winning actor? I I so on my resume, it has the inheritance, and underneath it for a while it said Tony nominee for best play. Mm-hmm. So like, I I feel like if you we were nominated, to, you don't have to make that distinction. Like everybody who's looking at your resume and sees the inheritance knows y'all want the Tony. Well, now, now it's under there for Tony Winner for best play. I right. feel like the things you shouldn't, the things I wouldn't put under my resume is like, if we got nominated for best lighting design and that was it, I wouldn't put that shit on there. Right, but y'all won best, like you won the award. We won the award and like my performance contributed to that award. And did. So, so basically um, you won a Tony. So I won a Tony. Yeah. And I don't, as much as we play and for play play, like, this is the one fucking thing I'm definitely not letting you downplay or be humble about. Like, bitch, you won a Tony. I seen it. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> it is when they, when they released. So I was, I was mostly an understudy, but, but I had. But you were in the play every I was, night. But there, but there was another part that I played in the play every night at the end of part one of the play, which was like, I was the apex of this big, like emotional end of the play moment. And like, yes, this is, I'm usually very humble, but like this moment was crafted around me. Yep. Um, and, and it was beautiful. And, and out when of they, like, seven hours of theater, it's one of the moments that stood out for me. And when I saw them, like after we had closed, putting that image up a bunch of places, like I felt it was like very, amazing and odd and weird and whatever but yeah no it was it was great it was great it was great so yes my resume does say i was in the inheritance i was an understudy that and there's the distinction to be like an understudy who actually went on yes because like i did the you play did. i did three i did three different parts you sure did in this play you sure did uh, as well as your nightly says, part it says my, yeah i played four parts uh, in a Tony Award-winning play. Yes, I did. Um, also, uh, 
does your wallet say bad motherfucker on it? No. You should get one of those. No, we don't get paid. I didn't get no. <laughs> now, usually when shows are open past the Tonys, which on, which almost only happens for musicals, right. plays historically have short runs, except obviously Harry Potter is running for a very long time because it's, you know, a known entity or whatever. To Kill a Mockingbird, same story, different cast, literally. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Or sorry, same script, different cast, pardon me, pardon me, sorry, Whitney. Um, Is you'll get a, you might get a bump from like a bonus or a bump from the producers because that will usually generate an increase in ticket sales. Right. Um, But we ain't gonna see none of that money. And also because plays almost never recoup. Yeah. um, They never recoup their initial financial investment any money that we do see is going to go to the producers. Right, right. Right. Well, that's... Thanks for the interview. Um, no problem. Hopefully I can answer more questions as a nominee next year. Yes, for your own statue award, whatever it is. Not a statue. <laughs> it's a little thing that, like, spins, right? My little spinny, my little spinny toy. Yeah. Um, I don't have to be your date, but I do need to be at the after party. Um... Eleanor is my date. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, but yes, you will absolutely be at the at the party. And if I could get in the balcony, great. <laughs> if I could be at yeah. the show. Got it, got it. Uh, we have a little feedback uh, right. from one of my faves, Ariel Michelle on Twitter, uh, titled, Dating Apps Are Hell. Hey, cuz. I mean... Absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, hey, cousins. It's Ariel Michaud on the internet. First time, long time. LOL. Uh, I've been meaning to send a little note forever in seven days, but, well, I'm here now. I just listened to the last episode, 367, and felt so triggered by triggered by Nick Jew talking about Hinge. Like most, I've been on and off these damn apps for too long, and it is truly ghetto. As Nicole was saying, as Nicole was saying, then wait, wait, I didn't say this, but I'm going to read this sentence because it is truly ghetto. I live as Nicole was saying, men have no personality, no conversation skills and can't take a selfie to save their lives. Yes, that part. Yes. Unless they're holding a fucking fish or in a on a motorcycle. Yeah. Please, God, no more. <laughs> or I sent you that picture of that man. I was like, are you disabling a security camera? What's <laughs> happening in this photo? <laughs> I recently got back on the apps because if I have to be stuck in the upcoming snow, let's at least make it fun. Well, it's going poorly because these men want to, quote unquote, send me a picture and, quote unquote, I don't really do dates. You to death. So let's see how long I last before I call all of them ugly and go back to my, my business. LOL. Nah, I don't really do dates. Then what the fuck are we doing? They be trying Why to you kick on a dating it. app, right. They be trying to kick it. Uh, glad you and your new coochie are feeling better, Nicole. Reggie, I've been enjoying your thirst traps on the internet. Continue being sickening. Love y'all. Oh, Ariel, thank you so much, sweetheart. I will have you know I am now fully clothed. Because, in all of my Instagram content. Because you're a Tony winner, you have to cover up your coochie? No, because I have a new grandma now, and I don't want her seeing my booty Tell or whatever. Tell you to block that lady and uh, <laughs> handle your business. Why is she on Instagram? I've, I've, I've never met her. I don't. I I was like, 
hello, Miss Linda on Zoom. Aww. That was that's that's about that's that's all it's gonna be for the next little while. Um, I have been rolling around the idea of doing um a a Patreon side pod about the, my experience on the apps. Um, but I don't. Want the to answer see- is yes. Yeah, I don't want a solo pod, and I didn't know with your schedule if you would be able to commit to it. And we don't have to do it every week, obviously. We could do it, you know, every other week. I think rotate, <laughs> shut. We could do it almost whore, every week. Your whore mouth. <laughs> um, I am down with that. Like, we could have, like, rotating guests. Yeah. Because also, and we could, ooh, this is exciting, because we could do different uh, conversations about different apps, because... Uh, somebody whose name I'm not going to mention who recently moved to an area of the country that you and I are both familiar with Yes. Um, told me about another app and I was like oh this is this is wild and then I saw somebody I knew and I was like oh I know you oh I know what you it's oh oh is it so, for the LGBTQ community it is for the everybody community. Rock okay. your body. Okay, I'm ready. I'm into it. Because Backstreet is back. All right. All right. Well, we we need to have that person on because we have like a whole log of shows that I want to discuss. There's I, so many television shows. Yeah. I would like to start potting about Ted Lasso, like from the beginning. I mean, I'm completely yes. obsessed with it. Completely obsessed. Yes. Um. I have a lot of work to do now because of uh, this this thing. Yeah. Uh, um, so I will not be able to join for all of the festivities, but um, yes, I will. I will be there. I will be there. I mean, the dating show definitely you have to be there for because it's like a specialty. I mean, and because I'm literally not going to be in my home for the next 35 months. Right. I will be sitting here swiping on strangers and ghosting them with glee. Right. So definitely that. And then the TV shows, I'm just going to set times and you pop in when you can. Lovely. Because the circle is almost over and I have Oh my God. Wait, this is the third. This is the third season. Yep. Holy shit. I have thoughts. Do you have thoughts and prayers? Uh-huh. No, just thoughts. Great British Bake Off is back, but that's a really difficult show to review. Uh, Nine Perfect Strangers, Why the Last Man. I'm not, I'm interested in all of these. I don't know if all of them are good to do, like, episodic. Um, I feel like we could do a season recap of Why. Yeah, since, but that just started. Yeah. So that'll be um, a while. But yes, totally. And the crazy, th- I mean, the crazy thing about that is my friend Marin was on the show and like that was supposed to happen two years ago. Right. And then they got like locked in Canada and they couldn't leave. And it was, I mean, it was it's, crazy. It's my favorite comic. And so I've been wanting a movie or a series or whatever since I read it. And I thought I was going to be able to get my shit together and be like around enough in Hollywood and like, exercise enough to have like nice enough arms to play agent 355 by the time it got to be a show but i got old and said fuck it didn't try to be um, famous that's okay the young lady that they cast i've never seen her before but i love her so far yeah she kind of reminds me of rail like they don't necessarily look alike they look like they could be cousins mm-hmm. but the vibe 
That's amazing. Yeah. Um. So I feel are we gonna talk about the are we gonna talk about the news? The what? Are we gonna talk about the news? What news? The legal news. Oh, we don't have to. I feel great. Like fantastic. We don't. There's. A, I wanted to do a little bit of standing. Oh, you're gonna stand. Are you gonna stand? But I wanted to first say that like. Being a woman of a certain age, I think it's funny that the fandom chose Stan as their moniker, given that that motherfucker killed somebody and himself. Yeah. Uh, yes. Agreed. 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 I don't fuck with it. Agreed. <laughs> but I feel like I don't think we've ever on the show, if not ever, it's been a really long time. Um, Agreed. I want to say that Sting... The singer, not the wrestler. Obviously. Uh, yes, that's the end of the sentence. I want to say that Sting. I have uh, always been a huge fan of his music and the police. But uh-huh. I don't think that I've ever like publicly been like Sting. An amazing bass player. I When I used to try to play Guitar Hero... I think it was message in a bottle, even on like super baby easy, that bass. It's very hard. Very hard. Like Sting is a fucking hell of a bassist. I would say he's not like, like he can sang down, but he has a very distinct voice and a, and a, a very nice range. And he could get it. (laughs) I mean, always. And forever. And I remember that thing that was really popular in the 90s that he and his wife studied Tantra. Sure did. And the rumor was that he could make love for five hours. Mm-hmm. Because he wasn't centering his own orgasm, gentlemen. <laughs> Gordon Sumner also is probably one of the most prolific songwriters that isn't named Steve Lind, whatever his real name is, Stevie Wonder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, agreed. And I think the thing that that Sting, first of all, the music is very, like, uh, Black adjacent. So a lot of Black people who like him are older because he had that whole, like, uh, Branford Marsalis thing for a while. They were, uh-huh. they were in, in coordination, conjunction, whatever. Um, and the police, obviously, everybody loves Roxanne. I mean, you don't have to put on your red light. But they were like very reggae-ish, you know, uh, jazz, new world. And then like every black person of a certain age had a new wave face. And I feel like yes. I feel like the police were a new wave ish, I'd say. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, but I, the thing about him that I can't that I would be remiss not to mention is the is the way that he the the dichotomy of the way the song is composed versus the lyrics. It's always like very alarming to hear what he's actually saying 
versus like how sometimes upbeat and wonderful the music is. Sometimes it's both together and you're like, oh fuck, that's super sad. No, he's definitely the king of subversion. Yes. Like, um, I use this example all the time. All This Time, which is a song about his father dying, but it's like upbeat and fun or whatever. But I think that he's written one of the most beautiful songs of all time in um, Be Still My Beating Heart, which I had grossly misinterpreted for like 20 years because I always heard it as like the phrase, you know, Be Still My Beating Heart. I I know I've talked about this song on the show for sure. Um, As like, oh, I've met this wonderful person. Like, Be Still My Beating Heart. But it's not that. The song is a cautionary tale of like, needing to calm the fuck down and be rational and take a few steps back and don't get overwhelmed but the the line it's the pre-chorus or maybe it's the actual chorus sink like a stone that's been thrown in the ocean my logic has drowned in a sea of emotion stop before you start be still my beating heart that's the chorus i mean my god right (laughs) right they're just like first of all the poetry yes yes the poetry yes it's the poetry for me for me and then one of my favorite infidelity carols i mean uh when we dance baby uh if he loved you like i loved you i would walk away in shame i would move town i'd change my name yeah, it, it's um, mm-hmm. it makes me feel a way. I, I would, I would be there on time. And one of the sexiest songs of all time, wrapped around your finger. It's the storytelling is fucking amazing, and the way the song switches up at the end from "I'll be wrapped around your finger" to "You'll be wrapped around my motherfucking finger." And the number one stalker anthem of all time, "Every Breath You Take." I mean, of all time. Incredible bass line, super fucking catchy song. And the bridge. Yeah, yeah. He was giving us civil engineering. Since you go, I've been lost without a trace. I'm dreaming that I can only see your face. Yeah. And that note, that. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. I mean, uh-huh. I'm I'm on I'm 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 marking that. You're on vocal rest. Really, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, and uh, also, I already talked about wrapped around your finger. There's another. Oh, um, message in a bottle. Fucking hella fun, funky baseline, but also a great fucking story. And at the end, the like boom surprise is like I fucking wrote this message and put it in the ocean and I really hope that somebody gets it because I'm like have all this angst and I have all this shit to say and then I fucking went out to the shore and there were a hundred million other bottles like we're all just trying to send an SOS it's such a great story we're just trying to connect there's moon over bourbon street which is a wonderful song uh Englishman in New York like he just has a really great catalog and if you haven't heard anything except for brand new day which also is a very good song i would suggest hit, yeah hitting it's a great song hits. for then, sure and the for stuff sure. with the with i think it's dream of the blue turtles <sighs> i think that's the 
Yeah, that's with if you love somebody, set them free. Baby. Moon over Bourbon Street's on that. Just don't do it to a Scorpio because they'll never talk to you again. Baby. Love is the seventh wave. I fucking love that song. Fortress around yeah. your heart. Are you kidding me? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. He's got hits. Hits, friends. Hits. That stick like grits. Like also, grits. I just want to say whoever this uh, culinary terrorist is putting jam in grits, <laughs> I have sent this video <laughs> to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Kamala yeah. will be there on horseback with a whip for so your it's ass. A, it's definitely a thing, a thing that I've seen people do, but not in as egregious a way as that fucking photo. Like, cause they just like dumped hella jelly in the grits and just like stirred it in like that. But I've definitely seen people like have some jelly on their plate and like scrape it into a bite of grits. For I'm sure. down with a scrape. Listen, I'm I'm following my food touching, but if you're going to dump jelly into your grits that is selfish lazy stupid <laughs> and, and unconcerned. unconcerned you know you you know what other people sh eat don't make me shit so i don't care but the it picture really was fucking disgusting and it reminded me of that bloody ass porridge from um <laughs> fucking what is that eddie murphy movie why can't i remember anything today because you're the golden you know. child oh yeah oh my god ew yeah that's what that fucking picture reminded me of Gross. Super gross. Um. Uh. Hey boo. Hey boo. Got a um, few jigaboos to talk about for sure. Child. Um. My hey boo is not an athlete. Um. And it's not skeet based because that's nasty. <laughs> um. But I want to give a, um, let's see, what is the, what's the song? <clears throat> hey, boo, hey, boo. Um, to a yes. uh, star of stage and screen, uh, Coleman Domingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, he was just on some magazine cover doing something, being fine. Um, and yeah, hey, hey boo. And my hey boo is my motherfucking friend who just won uh, the Coleman Domingo. What's the name of the award, friend? It's just his name. The Coleman Domingo Award, where you will be getting a residency. Yeah. At a theater. Yeah. That gets a very aggressive Jennifer Hudson. Hey, boo. Oh, my God. Oh, you said an aggressive Jennifer Hudson. <laughs> wow. Congratulations. That's I was very worried amazing. about Jennifer Holiday's jaw last night. Uh, you know, she's going to defy gravity with that jaw for the rest of time. <laughs> for the rest of her life. And ain't nobody going to have a thing to say about it to her. A, a blessed thing. Yes. Um, Thank you very much. Uh, so in Jigaboo news. Yes, of course. Des Bryant has called out Colin Kaepernick on the I Am Athlete pod. And Des had came on Twitter saying that we didn't hear the whole thing and we missed his message because his message was unity. 
And I have no interest in listening to the whole podcast. Apparently, he said something about his mother who he put hands on. So maybe he has uh, explained that. I Certainly, I don't care. Um, people on the internet are saying that we're dick riding Jamel Hill because she quote tweeted it. I formed my opinion long before I saw Jamel's tweet. And yes, I'm happy to dick ride Jamel Hill. Right. Perfectly <laughs> Hello? Hello, especially when it comes to journalism. And Child, all the other whack ass dicks I've been riding. <laughs> okay, okay. At least at least she might have some strokes. Okay. Huh? There are worse dicks to ride. Baby. Um, <laughs> don't I know it? Um, and I have no interest in watching the whole podcast. And if somebody out there does and wants to write in and say how in context his remarks were better, I'm happy to hear it. But in but on this day, I'm gonna play this real ghetto like through my phone into the microphone. Come on, high quality content, low quality sound. But there's one thing that I don't respect, and I said it when I get the opportunity and to get on the stage to say it, I would say it, and I love him to death. So it ain't no hate or nothing like that. But brother, you had the biggest opportunity in the world to create jobs, build jobs, give jobs to people. The people that you was talking about, the people that that you so-called standing up for, the people who stood beside you, the people who lost their jobs because of you. Where you at? I ain't heard from you. He brought the awareness, and that's why I respect him. But what's the call to action? It wasn't one. There wasn't no call to action. Okay. Wait, was that a diss track? <laughs> it was an advertisement for this show on YouTube. Oh, I was like, that's a legitimate question. Like, it sounded no, like they were trying Brandon to that. Like, it was a, di- a diss track. It's Brandon Marshall's podcast. And I think also, like, Chad Ochocinco was there, too. So. Oh, God. So it sounds draining as fuck. So here's my here are my issues with what Des Bryant said. Um, and I'm going to try not to call him names. I'm, oh, that's good for you. I'm, I'm not. Uh, if you love Colin Kaepernick to death and have all this respect that you claim to have, I'm certain you probably have his phone number. So at, hit him on the hip. At any yep. point, you could have gone directly, and if you did, and then he like snubbed you or left you on read or whatever uh, read, then sure, I guess. Um, but like this doesn't feel like I love you to death. I have so much respect for you. This feels like a uh, intentional call out for no good reason. Number two, um, Colin you sound Kaepernick. Mad. Colin Kaepernick was kneeling to bring awareness to, sorry, first he sat and then he was corrected and kneeled, knelt, kneeled. Upon the advice of his friends who served in the armed forces. Right. To bring awareness to police brutality in America. If Des Bryant's cause of his heart is about job creation, then he should bring awareness to create an organization that creates jobs. And finally, and most importantly, when when they asked you why you didn't kneel, you said you had kids to feed and it wasn't any of your business. So why now? 
Do you have anything to say about what Colin Kaepernick? There are several valid critiques that people have brought to my attention about Colin Kaepernick. I do not agree with most of them. The fact that he doesn't vote bothers the fuck out of me. But that, to me, is not taking away from the things that he has done, including the creation of the Know Your Rights camp donating several millions of dollars to various organizations, uh, including organizations to get suits for black men going on job interviews, having partnered with other celebrities donating to the causes. So what what have you done, Des Bryant, besides slap your mom? See? What have you done besides lose football games? This is. What have you done? This is Des Bryant, and I quote: "Whatever they got going on with that, that's them. I don't really have nothing to say about that. Asking about the national anthem protests." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It seems real, real, real jigaboo to me to call this man out after all this oh, where has he been the people he caused to lose jobs yeah i can't also like i for me uh, and this is why i had to stop watching television news job creation to me is a fucking coded term for i low-key want to be a republican but i'm oh. a i'm an economic republican oh. I'm, I'm because job job creation is all about that fucking fake ass, that fake ass trickle down bullshit. Mm-hmm. And Uncle Joe said it. He was like, "Baby, listen, trickle down, it don't work." Because it doesn't trickle down to the people it needs to fucking trickle down to. It don't work. It trickles down to they their uh, uh, mistresses to get abortions in Paris. Baby, but that's the thing that also really annoys me about the shit is like you've missed completely what his message job creation and where was all this brotherhood and shit when the league and the owners were doing him dirty none of y'all stood up for him none of y'all used your enormous platform to get your brother who you love to death a job didn't say a motherfucking thing so whatever he said in context if it makes that better then you know I'll retract. But this week, I'm calling you a jigaboo. Oh, I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. (laughs) I don't have time for Kyrie Irving. We'll get to him next week. Who? Exactly. I don't know that lady. Exactly. I don't know her. I don't Uh, know that lady. Meanwhile on Twitter. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. This is going to be a doozy. Okay. So... Someone posted a TikTok of a bunch of people in India, like, going up in the club, okay? On a Tuesday? Going going up, okay? And I'm going to say, off the rip, I do not agree with the original quote tweet. I do not. I do fucking not. He said, I know it smelled crazy in there. What the fuck does that mean? Like the Indian people. In a, wow. in a packed club, dancing hella hard with their arms up. How dreadful! There are currently twenty one thousand quote retweets. 
mostly of Indians <laughs> calling him all kind of monkeys and shit. So he he doubled down and said, Indian niggas be smart and musty as fuck. You worried about the wrong degree. <laughs> that it's fucked up. Is... <laughs> it's fucked up. Uh, and here are some of the I'm reasons. so upset about worried about the wrong degree. <laughs> I am calling the police. Here are some of the, the quote replies. I promise you we smell better than you lazy blacks. Y'all are literally descended from gorillas and they eat their own shit. Ooh, ooh, okay. I'm tired. Ooh, I'm tired of niggers. Niggers supreme Indian for all monkeys. Ooh, you niggers are dirty apes. You deserve to go back into the cotton field, slave. I will rape your girlfriend too. Don't speak oh bad. Oh my god! Oh on, my god! On my India. Oh my god, Kamala! It, solve, solve this. I know it smelled like shit and piss when you forest slave monkey niggers were getting transported for five doubloons in the fifteen hundred. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he said for five doubloons how dare you speak you jungle monkey you swarthy smelly night skin nigger how dare you <laughs> oh night skin is that heat though night skin <laughs> night I'm skin is that so uh, nigger, how dare you open your fat, rim-encrusted, menthol-smoking mouth to speak of the affairs of a beacon of civilization, the Republic of India. You are monkey. Indian army will kill you apes by the bushel. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? Derek Chauvin is our hero from India. We stand with our Aryan brothers. Oh, okay. First of all... Okay, well, you lost me. Wow. 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 That is deeply, deeply upsetting. So, somebody said this nigga brought out the Curry Clicks clan. I'm crying. I'm actually really close. I'm really close to the street, and there is a taxi coming. I'm just going to lie down. In the middle of the street. The Kirkbuck plan is... Okay. Okay. This, this is why these ignorant ghetto black people can't be respected. I see why the KKK was getting these niggas. I used to feel bad about using the N-word, but not anymore. My kids need to learn that black people should not be respected. Wow. Wow. It's ironic. A black dirty nigger talking about smells. Your monkey ass would have been better off picking cotton. These are white people. Now we've moved to the whites getting involved. Because you know whenever it's time to go in on a, on a, on a black, the, the whites. There's, there's like an alert. Like people are, non-black people are using the N-word. Come, <laughs> Let's come, go. Come. There's one that's a photo of a bunch of monkeys and it says the line at KFC. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. Just uh, wow. There's the clip from uh, New Jack City when uh, Homeboy has to kill the other dude. And he's like, me in the race war when I got to kill Nav. I don't know who Nav is. I don't know who that is. Oh. 
Oh, these niggas been waiting their whole life for us to slip up. <laughs> whole life. They the clip was loaded. The, oh. the clip the clip was loaded. The clip was loaded. Oh. Although I have to say, y'all worried about the wrong degree. It's so, <laughs> really fucking funny. It is fucking with my shoulders. My shoulders are bouncing. Like if someone so had wrong. said it in person, it's I would so not. Especially especially wrong. if you were in the room, I right. would not have been able to contain myself. Well, it's that whole like sometimes racism is funny. Like night skin, like that's funny. You went deep night, with that. That's night good. skin is funny. That's real good. Night skin is, is genuinely funny. Here's another white person. Well, maybe if blacks spent less time behind bars and in their local Popeyes, they'd get a chance to attend a fun party that doesn't get shot at. My, <laughs> my God. <laughs> But she went in. This is the the MVP. How dare you speak, you jungle monkey, you swarthy, smelly, night-skinned nigger. How dare you open your fat, rim-aggressive, menthol-smoking mouth to speak of the affairs of a beacon of civilization, the Republic of India. She said, not my country. <sighs> not my country. on Twitter. Tweet, 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 tweet. <laughs> and somebody with a picture of somebody in the shadow be liking these racist ass quotes. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But if I called you a tree swinging baboon, BLM would be knocking at my door. Oh my God. I swear to God, I've been nice to all my black customers in my fried chicken shop despite trembling in fear that these dark baboon niggers might rob me or try to sell me drugs. It all ends today. Fuck all you nappy-headed monkeys. I hope all your rap careers fail and the police raid you. Oh my God. That is crazy. That is crazy. With a whole chest, like whole name in the profile. That is crazy. That is, cr- I'm, I, wow. And a bunch of black people like fucking discovered that Indian people don't fuck with us. Like, welcome. Welcome. Yeah, no. Our vice president is literally a miracle. Right. Like, this, this, this is not, this is not loving the Virginia. Mixed masala taught me. Wow. Somebody said thank you for starting the race war. I mean, let's. One thing about blackies is they will be racist and y'all allow it. I'm so tired of this bullshit. This is why I never respect their wishes of not saying the N-word and fuck BLM. Also, it's not our wishes. It's your desire to not get (laughs) stomped the fuck out. Say it if you want to. Actions have consequences, bitch. Oh, my God. In heaven. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. There's a picture of, like, a tribal person that they have those things in their bottom lip, and it says, please insert this, too. (laughs) Why? Why? How dreadful. How dreadful. This is, we need, we need unity. This is why we, we need, we need unity, y'all. Why can't we just get along? You and I, too, have mercy. Kamala, Say a prayer. Kamala is the only one who can fix it. Who can squash this? Yeah. She's the only one who can squash this beef. Kamala, help, help us. Please help, help us. Help us, please. 
I don't have a problem with Indian people. As soon as I learned what not to call people, I stopped calling them. I was in like the fifth grade and I got, had an Indian friend and, I, and she was like, that's not nice. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do that no more. Yeah, don't. Don't use that word. We don't. We don't really use that word it's, unless you kind of get fought. It's still fuck Gandhi um, as a staff, a record label, and a crew. But I, Absolutely. I have the utmost respect for our... South Asian brothers and sisters and uh, themsters. Siblings. Yes. Thank you. And nibblings. Well, mm-hmm. that, well, now that we're going to hell, that's it. See ya in a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, this is the day that the Lord has made. But not the day for you to try it, especially with the Tony winner. Mm, hey, the Tony award winning podcast. What's the tea? See ya. Bye.